you I guess got, you got Tupac Ice Cube, Shakur, Ice, tea. Ice Cube, Ice T. I'm sure somebody our age back then was like, hey, go put, why don't you go rap in an ice cold drink, Ice Cube? It's like, fucking, who are these idiots? <laughs> go ice play your boring white guy basketball. Go play, go have a cup of iced coffee. What does that mean? <laughs> I'm racist. <laughs> That's what that means. Jerk practice, jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah. <laughs> I laugh tracked it. Got to. Well, welcome to the Jerk Practice Podcast. I'm Hans. I'm Case. Case. How you doing with these storms, man? It's funny you mentioned that. We actually, it started snowing last night and hasn't stopped. So thankfully we are just sitting at home right now. <laughs> Otherwise, it'd be rough. Can I? Not bad, but it's just. I, uh, I think I'm, I'm going to go on a Rogan rant about the media. No, I'm not. Perfect. I was just looking. I was like, oh yeah, people are getting hit with storms. And Mm -hmm. everybody's just so out of, like, uh, I think gusto to terrify people. So they're like, I don't know, just have the intern put something. Because they were like, United States gets hit by, like, century-old storm, or uh, one-in-a-century storm, the Saskatchewan Screamer. (laughs) I was like, holy shit. That sounds like a a Winnipeg wrestler. Exactly. The Saskatchewan Saskatchewan Screamer. Screamer. And no, then, it was yeah. I was just gonna say that all of this weather stuff has been so odd because I've been out of the loop. Ash and Harvey and I were in a cabin in the woods, yeah, and there's like no cell service whatsoever, so nice. it's just like catching back up. What's happening? I was like, okay, once in a century blizzard, check. Uh, a volcano <laughs> creates super tsunamis that are oh, gonna yeah. hit the entire west coast. So I was like, ah, all right, I have time to go back to the woods. Oh man, I didn't think about that. You're in a cabin in the woods and it's uh-huh. like uh, you know, like this devastating um snowstorm hits. Like that is a perfect recipe for uh early 90s sitcom. Getting snowed in. That's like totally. an episode of Coach where he gets <laughs> right. snowed in with his daughter's Me and Do- gay boyfriend. Oh, no, that was, and it's, like, so surreal because, I mean, like I said, my phone didn't work for shit anyways. Right. Weird satellite TV on a delay, like I sent you guys that picture of Oh yeah, just Larry King's prostate report, which I was like, I have to read the description of this, and it is just literally Larry King talking about prescription, different prescriptions. For prostate. So he's like he's like a sommelier for prostate medicine. So he's oh. like, high, low, this one, great, this one, not so great. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, and then Larry Ash King forgot was, her phone yeah. uh-huh. at home when we were packing. Oh, yeah. So we had, like, no connection to the outside world. And when we got to the cabin, it had one book. And it was oh. about alien abductions. <laughs> I was nice. like, is this a a good omen or a, an ill omen? Did you crack it open? Hell yeah. Ash, Ash burned through that thing. And? Still bullshit. <laughs> no. We tell, there was like one whole night where that's all we talked about was different alien abduction stories. Oh, those are fun. So it felt very fun. Woodsy, camping. It was nice. 
alien abduction over under would you be so you get abducted right uh-huh. you're gonna remember yeah, yeah. it okay yeah um but you also get evidence you're gonna be the guy you put your arm around a gray take a picture right. selfie They're is like, that like they find a chip in your neck thing when you're getting an x-ray they're like what is this strange screw no 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 they're like that's from the aliens bro nope it's not even that like you're just in you get abducted aliens are like all right you know what we've been going behind the scenes we've been behind the curtain a little too long you're our yeah, guy to, you're our ambassador take a couple photos uh give us a you know take a audio recording to put some notes down want you to tell the world and they're like oh all right this is great this is going to cement my legacy and then you're leaving yeah. and they're like up, 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 up. we gotta stick this in your butt cheeks <laughs> you still and they're like well, take it or leave it take it or leave it uh i don't know i've always been a fan of the alien abduction yeah but yeah it's all the creepy science stuff that really throws you off. The probing, right? Yeah. Very specifically, though, the butt. And that's the thing. I've... And, like, the cattle, like those cattle mutilations, they oh, always, yeah. the, the anus is cored out. <laughs> it's I, that's... always just like, maybe aliens know butts, so they're just fascinated. It's like, haves, oh. have nots. I think it might just be... I think instead of looking at the alien, let's look at our mm-hmm. history of the abductee and determine True. who's obsessed with what. Maybe <laughs> maybe right. maybe there's something a little deeper there. He's always talking about butt play and butt things. Did you see his screen on his phone, for Christ's sakes? Jesus. It's just a glass table. <laughs> oh my. I actually heard part of a, a podcast and they were talking about this. Um researcher and it has to do with alien abductions and he was saying that some of the alien abductions and paranormal phenomenon Mm -hmm. are connected because he was going back into the lives of these people who were abducted yeah and in a lot of cases people had like near death slash traumatic um encounters with electricity okay like struck by lightning or like outlet like near death and he was saying that a lot of the phenomenon in his theory was it's all ele- uh, electromagnet. So these people are then super sensitive to electromagnetic phenomenon. Okay. And part of the re- – like seeing the UFO and seeing all the strangeness is their bodies because they're slightly more attuned to it. Because electromagnetism is bad for you. It's like living under power lines. Sure. that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm following. Your body knows it's bad, but it's not able to be like, ooh, ouch, pain, to okay. tell your brain that it is something bad is happening. So his theory was that they're seeing aliens and shit because it's your brain not trying to, to turn like, off. get the fuck out of here, like scare you straight. So there are aliens or it's just your brain, like they're it's hooked all... on electro and so it's the brain is telling them, you see that? That should be telling you to leave? Is that what it is? Your brain's creating, creating an image. These visions of... And I was like, yeah. Something terrible. I mean, it's hard science, a hard scientific explanation. 
I'd so, rather there be actual aliens. So if there were, so if it were my brain, if I stuck my finger uh, in a light socket and now I'm sensitive yes. to electromagnetism, my brain's not going to, because I don't really care, like an alien's not going to frighten me away. So now I got to just see burned child molester janitors when my brain says yeah, get away? Right. Yeah. yeah, I guess, yeah. So I'm just going to see manifestations of all these horror movies that I've seen a hundred times? A lot of Jasons. I'll never be Jason able to Jason X even. I'll never be able to sit in a porta potty again. All those porta potty <laughs> kills. Oh man. Oh, that's pretty interesting. Uh I, I don't know. It takes I, all the fun out of it. It does. But Neil deGrasse Tyson just took the fun out of it. Um he, he was just like, you know, you'd think he'd, you know, kind of investigate a little bit neil degrasse tyson he's a showman uh-huh. he's obviously sure, very yeah. intelligent and scientific he took the reins on the ship of the imagination he did for God's sakes. but i feel like sagan still gave you like you know yeah. sagan gave you a little some I, he was on a podcast or something they're like so what do you think about aliens he's just like it's bullshit next question ask me about the kardashians <laughs> ask me about deepak chopra's sexy daughter or something that that, that always say. disturbed that and it's it's fine right so deepak chopra is i'm uh-huh. just i'm i'm following a, a tangent follow me we can we can circle back but like all right deepak chopra and i've heard him i've listened to his meditations it's mm-hmm. quite relaxing entertaining he's obviously a very um informed spiritualist but he's like I feel like if I went to high school with Deepak Chopra, he would have shoved me in a locker. Like, he only hangs out with the cool kids. Michael Jackson, Kobe Bryant. Yeah. He charges, like, bizarro astronomical, only the super elite celebrity fees, right? He's, like, one of the highest speaker fee paid people in the world. He's got a daughter that, you know, likes to... Like it's one of those like rich kid party kids that's like uh Oh not sure. even the fun that would they don't party, they're just like if you, if my if Tina's gonna post a picture next to her Lamborghini, I'm gonna post a picture next to uh my private jet holding right. a stack like of she's dollar friends, bills. like Shaquille O'Neal Jr. Right. Like that right. weird level of famous ch- actually there's like a new reality show that's coming out. It's like a game show. It's like famous people's kids live on a farm. <laughs> One mm. of them's like fucking Pat Benatar's daughter, Shaquille O'Neal's son. It's like who are these also ran celebrity kids? Yeah, that's really ran- if you were to say Deepak Chopra Hans, is there himself. Well, yeah, D- with like dressed up like a skater, like he's in seventh grade. He just snuck <laughs> yeah. in to bring in some wisdom. Hey, kids! <laughs> that's the thing about Deepak Chopra, though. Like he, like I guess, do you hold it against him? There's something. I guess got ba- anybody can do what they want. I'm just saying yeah, what yeah. I see. Because you have, like, Taknat Han, fucking, you know, has written a hundred books. He's buddies mm-hmm. with Martin Luther King Jr. He has all the rights in the world to be like, you want me to fucking talk about meditation? I want a fucking Rolls Royce. But he lives in a cave in Vietnam. You know what I mean? Like, he, yeah. he goes on retreats and all this stuff. But then Deepak Chopra, he's fucking riding fly. He's got the big house but i can't you don't fault him for that but the two seem in conflict. right how do you reconcile that i guess once you get that one fat paycheck you're like 
this is what I make now, I guess. Yeah. I don't have normal friends. I have, I'm Michael Jackson's friend. Right. Yeah, I don't know. It sounds like I'm uh, it gets dollar bill shaman. It does. Um, but at the same time, it's like, uh, um, Paul Walter Hauser's, I think his name is. He's mm-hmm. is an amazing actor. He played Richard Jewell in uh, the Clint Eastwood movie. He's yes, in Cobra yes. Kai. Uh, he was amazing as one of the bodyguards in I, Tanya. He's just fantastic. Oh, that guy, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's yeah, great. Yeah. And he's per- beautifully Midwest Lutheran, but lives in L.A. as like an elite A-list actor. And I yeah, heard him on, I'm going to say he was on Pete Holmes' podcast, and he wasn't like cool Hollywood Christian, you know what I mean? He's not hanging yeah. out with um, George Clooney, giving Bibles to Kenyans. He's like <laughs> fucking... Uh, he volunteers, you know, at his Does church. He, service he, at he the... hands out the, the bulletins at church on Sundays. And, like, it was perfect. Like, he was talking about a feud he got in with, like, a youth pastor who thought, like, he shouldn't have taken a movie. So he's like, I'm out. Joined, like, a rival Lutheran church. <laughs> but, <laughs> these L.A. Lutherans. These L.A. Lutherans. <laughs> and it was uh, anything, something I saw was interesting. I was like. I don't know if that's Lutheran. I think you're just a good guy because I always learned it as one of the five pillars of Islam is he's like, I give alms. He's like, no matter what in, in, in my financial year, 10% is donated charity. He's like, I budget that in. And that's what I, part of my mm-hmm. faith is giving alms. Like, yeah. All right, you LA Lutheran, you. Look at you. Cool Cool church. I'd go to that church. So I guess with how much Deepak Chopra makes, Mm -hmm. he's still got plenty if he gives 10% away. But, um, what was I going to say? Oh, fuck. I forgot. He's tighter with that checkbook than those than a Lutheran. Oh, I feel like he might be like, you know what my 10% of my alms is? Free speech. One free speech a year. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's 10%. No, that's, that's my time. That's how you, you stay rich with shit like that, where you're like, uh, you know what? I'll give you one for free. Exactly. I don't give money away. I'm just not taking it in. First hour of Courses Plus, on the house. It's for the pores. Oh, and you know he's stretching that. Just the rambliest, <laughs> like trying to like just stretching it out he's not getting to the meat of the conversation he's just making observations about the weather he's just doing a bad stand-up set yeah he's the guy that like pulls out like he walks by a homeless person pulls out a wad of cash starts like just unraveling it and the guy's like oh man amazing and it's just wrapped around a shitty sandwich and he gives him the sandwich Stop giving the homeless sandwiches. That's what Here's I'm a plug of jerky for you. I'd be so offended if I were homeless and you gave me a sandwich. You don't trust me? You don't What are you oh, trying to say or, about me? I mean, you you saw it more in New York and I apple? feel like it the fade it has faded over time cuz it seems like a 80s movie trope, but to give a homeless person your fucking leftovers from a oh, restaurant you just God, came out yeah. of I saw it happen a few times. I was like, that is unacceptable. That's un. It is like abhorrent. Leftovers are questionable if they're yours after a few hours, yeah. let alone like, ooh, I couldn't finish my um 
scallops. Here, have a half a scallop. Oh, it's perfect some asparagus. Pick. Oh, scallops, cream sauce. <laughs> Come on, that is so rude. Yeah, I want to eat that out of a fucking bag with my hands, you fucking asshole. But it's also like going into your lunch bag and pulling out a perfectly wrapped um, aluminum yeah. foil peanut butter and jelly. Who? This guy's human too. He doesn't know if you put fucking right ibocaine powder in there or something. <laughs> right, like exactly. fuck you. Like, fucking full of razor blades and shit. He doesn't fucking know you from a fucking hole in the wall. If you don't want to fucking, if you don't trust humankind, then just don't do it. You. I don't want to give him a dollar because they'll buy a bottle. Yeah, well, he'll fuck buy yourself a then. beer. He's still autonomous. He lives he, in a fucking street. He, he deserves a beer. He's not your pet. You can't determine <laughs> what treats he or she gets. I fucking hate you that. Don't just take don't take my give ladies. it to him. Fuck you. Then give don't, him but don't give him your fucking garbage. They're brave enough to ask for help. Oh, I know, right? Like just fucking help them or don't. And don't feel bad or good about it either way. I'm talking to you people out there that puff your chest up because you gave somebody a fucking $1 bill instead of the 18 cents you had. You went, you know what? <laughs> Normally I give them my copper and lint. <laughs> the finest zinc. I feel like a dollar and don't bullshit me when you're like, don't tip the Starbucks guy because you're like, that was for them. You know how much They're they fine. They're fine. They're union. They're union. <laughs> Fucking union coffee shop workers. <laughs> Still a fucking coffee shop. You're not the CEO of fucking Starbucks. God damn. Fuck. Yeah. Every little bit helps you, Chopras. Yeah, a bunch of Chopras. You know what? Save listed. Fucking listed. Get in the tin, Chopra. I bet. Okay, don't close <laughs> your don't close it. your eyes in Shavasana with that guy. He's got to get his fix. He's rich. He's that. He's to the rich to the point where. Nothing will satiate him other than unearthly delights. No, oh, it's yeah. not. He, he even has all the riches. He wants to stick that stuff up, you know? He wants to he alien. He's to the, alien. the alien. He is the alien. <laughs> he is. I got, I got Chopra'd. <laughs> it's so if I was reading, because there's all of that Ghislaine Maxwell stuff that's coming out. Uh, oh, what, no, the... what do you mean? Other than last I heard, sorry, not to stop your flow, no, but no. here's where I'm at on the page, and maybe the listeners, Gislaine, 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 what is that name? Gislaine, Gislaine, Gislaine Maxwell. It's a villain name. Is a villain who helped an equal villain, Jeffrey Epstein, um, uh, abuse and sexually abuse and molest and rape yes, women. Traffic. Okay. Last I heard, she was found, and she's super uber rich, as he was, comes from a rich family. Last I heard, she was convicted of these heinous crimes, and I don't think has been sentenced, but it's not going to be a pretty sentence. That's that's how up-to-date I am. Are you hearing newer things? No, no, that's exactly what I had heard she might name. She said she will tell people who these these Chopras are going to be in trouble. I fucking hope, I pray. For Bill Clinton's name to come up, I oh, pray. Oh, please! I just give me some red meat because I queen stripped <laughs> Andrew of his military titles. <laughs> I was like, "Who the fuck is Prince?" All right, yeah, okay. Anyways, yeah, um, yeah. Sorry. No, but they would talk about like details about Epstein's life, yeah, and like his normal routine, 
and this just stuck in my head because I'm like, only motherfucking Chopra rich creeps do this. So he get three <laughs> massages a day. Uh, yeah. From these unsuspecting these people, these young women. Yeah, preyed upon. Um, so whether massage or not, whatever. Still had the fucking, this was the maid. The maid had to come in and clean up the fucking massage parlor after these massages. But, so you got three massages a day, and the last one was always after the mandatory Jeffrey Epstein movie night? Oh, that's Hefner shit. All right. The fucking, that's what I thought too. I was like, only fucking disconnected, sexually depraved Chopra aliens. Make you have a fucking movie night with them. That's it. I don't want to watch fucking Goonies with you, Jeffrey Epstein. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) It depends on how big that screen is. If Billy Boy's there doing his Beth Sloth impression. (laughs) Oh, BC. Yeah, all right. If if the movie night, uh, they allow us to dress as fanboys, and I'm sitting next to Bill Clinton, and he's got a Harry Potter... Uh, lightning bolt on his head i'll watch <laughs> big fake and we're watching goonies so he got the days mixed up then i'm in no i don't know what that, it's like that is a weird shit i don't know why it stuck with me yes that's it it's like there's something because charlie sheen took it another level because we all know his i'm not gonna kink shame anybody his sexual proclivities were yes. jfk style um, right, he's he's intense. getting the vitamin injections. Yeah, he he just could not be satiated sexually, so he had that period, or probably many periods, but he had the very publicized period where um, I forget their names, but he had three living um, adult oh, right. stars. Brie Olson mm-hmm. was one of them, um, and they talked about it. They're like, we do this and this and this. And then Charlie smokes a big crack rock. And then we have Charlie movie night. But his movie night was making them watch their own pornography. Oh, don't give me that crane. That's some (laughs) crane shit. Bob Crane shit. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, you want to come over and watch a movie? Oh, it's just you having. Oh, oh, awesome. Thanks. On a big screen. Just once in my life. In a stinky leather couch. You know that. Just it's cracking. Oh, he's got the cracked pill coming through. The one that even you're the one the couch you're so you're even you the couch that you're ashamed to put on the curb because you'll be judged. So now you just live with this couch forever or burn it in the backyard. It's like put it in your neighbor's yard. It's like a body. (laughs) The couch gets so destroyed in certain situations, it becomes like a body and you don't know how to get rid of it. Especially if you're watching your homemade porno and just blazing on a big old crack rock, that couch is this <laughs> fucking disgusting. I bet he has cats too. Every flavor of Dorito, cat oh. hair, dog hair. I will say, if there were a time machine, and I could, this would have to be if I had multiple choices. It's, yeah. I'm not Charlie Sheen here, so it's not like if you have one <laughs> choice, I would like to take one of my choices. Say I have 20. Give me an even 20. Mm-hmm. One of them, I want to sit in a smut theater in 1975 Times oh, yeah. Square. 100%. I want to I know what that feels like. Uh, no, same. The I smells, totally, like, the sights. Telling you about that, the Times Square documentary, I was like, mm-hmm. I would definitely, de- would love to. 
You just love to. Just sit, have a popcorn, soda. Right. And just, just be like, okay. People, this, people watch. Few, exactly. Have my trench coat, BVDs on underneath. And the thing about those movies, as smutty as they are, like, it's still, like, scene to scene. It starts off with a guy, yeah. like, showing off his Harley and his Python or whatever, and then it goes from there. Or there's, like, a narrative where... There's like a famous one where she like dies and she's ends up, this woman ends up in purgatory and she has to like a <laughs> porny angels try and take her to heaven and then <laughs> porny devils try to take her to hell. Uh, so there's some art there. It's like yeah, there's a narrative. I think I would throw up if some of the stuff that's acceptable now was thrown on a big screen. Just like oh right no. No, no, no. Just out of context, just you're thrown in the action with no frame of reference? Yeah. Yeah. No you thanks. need that little narrative arc. That's if what I do. In a theater. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got it. I'd go back in time and I'd find out who I have to punch to stop pornography from at least making you laugh in between scenes to making you cry and feel like a troll. I'd find that guy yeah. who took the shift and was like, you know what? We're going aunts. Aunts are going to be hot in 2018. <laughs> uh, uh, dad's friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Just take it easy. I just want to see a gang going. of bikers sleazy riding. Exactly. I, wanna, I want a lost cheerleader. Yes. Wandering yes. through a swamp. You know, give, give me the something. Dallas Cowboys. Oh, no, watching that thing and seeing the titles, you're like, these are fucking hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, because... And they're all like Because they were sequels. all doing cocaine, and they were at... They were all partying together. Boogie, it makes me want to go watch Boogie Nights. No, exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. It's like that that transition when Burt Reynolds is like, I fucking hate VHS. It's trash. It's because they were unioned, too. Now everybody's yeah. just trying to make a buck back then. Health insurance, dental, they had time to think, be creative. You're putting it on karate film. Film movies. Is not, film is not cheap. Film is not cheap. Yeah, you're right. So if you are if you're working, you have a crew, and I'm running the camera, you gotta give me enough so I can at least put it on my reel. Right. So I can work again. I f Meg and I were watching and you might correct me, maybe it just wasn't like cleaned up. We we just Literally over the last two months, but just finished watching all the episodes of Seinfeld. Mm -hmm. Is it possible that early Seinfeld was on film, like the first season? Uh, Is that even yeah. possible? Because it really looked good, but maybe it was just it just looked like rough shot, so it had that old like feeling. Oh, uh, you know what? It might have been. Honestly, I think it's sort of like show to show. Right. Film. Because I think, you know, they do... Like, that early TV has that, like, fuzzy video look. You can tell that it's, like, proto-VHS uh, stuff. Yeah, some of it was shot on film. That's crazy. Well, even uh, we watched, uh, over Halloween, they have that Movies That Made Us series on Netflix. Yeah. And they talk about, like, the making of Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. And that movie was literally created by pornographers right. to cash in on on the horror movie craze Narrative. that was Halloween. I love it. So he just like got 
porno mafia money. He just was like, I need a bunch of kids in the fucking woods. Who's helping me? Film has got to be even because I would love film's got to be so expensive now comparatively like to get it developed uh, it's and shit. not when i was when we lived in minneapolis and i was at uh the art school i took a super eight film class yeah uh and that shit was not fucking for a tiny roll of film film it was like 25 bucks to get it but developed. then it also costs you another 25 dollars to get it processed yeah because there are so few places now they're like super boutique so I'm making stupid black and white, no audio fucking comedy sketches, <laughs> like dropping 50 bucks. And I was like, ah, I didn't use a light meter. It looks like shit. Yeah, that's not. And then you're out 50 bucks. I feel like even now it's even less common and more niche. Like you're going to be sending it to mm-hmm. fucking Bushwick. It's, I bet it's $500 now. Oh, easily. They Which use is why only cranks like the big and guys. foot pedals to process it. <laughs> It's like the old times. <laughs> I can see like an old timey, like, I'm going to do this the right way. We're going to do it vintage, just like film was meant, old film. And even though it's just a film camera, like a Super 8, mm-hmm. he still has the box and the curtain over his head <laughs> to get yeah. the shot. And like, what are you cranking? Oh, actually, though, a, I do camera. remember the old crank Super 8, though. Did yeah. you have, was yours crank yeah. or was it they're, gun? They're the Bolex. You got to crank, you crank it and then you have the 20 seconds, the crank. Ah, that works. shit is cool, man. It was really fun. Like it really, because the stuff we were making, we used that little video camera that I bought. Like, so it was fun to, it made you more thoughtful. Oh, for which sure. Which goes right? back to what we were talking, you were talking about like those porno movies. Like, because it's a process, because it is expensive, you have to get something else out of it. You have to sit down and, like, set up a shot. Because you're not going to get it burning. Fuck, I burned this film. Fuck it. Right, right. Yeah, you um, mess up so on it was a one fun of those experience. sets. You got some mafia goons who you know love hanging out on the sets too much. Might, oh, yeah. get, a, might get a Chopra to the back of the head. They're doing a Chopra because they're getting it for free. Oh, I want to watch it live. Free. <sighs> Hey, you want to go see a live reading? <laughs> Readings. That's funny. They talked about those. They had live sex shows. What do you mean? In Times Square. That's exactly what it sounds like. Ash and I would go out, pick, pull up a chair, and watch you and Meg have sex on stage. Uh, That's it. Okay. Quite, so a date, like, quite a first date. Oh, yeah. Real taxi driver shit. Right there. next to the Red Lobster. <laughs> Oh, man, I fucking did see something yesterday, and it gave me a little bit. I was like, they're going slowly but surely. I know it's COVID, right? But Mm -hmm. um, people are starting to shy away from, like, I think, obviously, it's a a bulwark from COVID, but, like, from the subway system. So the subways are becoming less and less monitored. And it's becoming more and more of like a no man's land. Uh, And then yesterday I saw a story like the second person in less than two months got shoved in front of a train from like just an unhinged hooligan. Subway weirdo. Subway weirdos. Yeah, and it's just with the city being shut down for so long, it's only uh, talking to friends that still live there. Like when COVID started, they're like, only 
fucking weirdos are out. I don't know where they went. I don't know where they were hiding. But now that everything is locked down, they crawled out of the fucking subterranean undercity and they were back big time. So I was like, oh, I couldn't. I just. They're getting sandwich payback. Oh, yes. Well, that's the thing. Like, it's um, it's a it's a cycle. Right. So now people are hearing stories like that and going down there and like instantly turn around and be like, no fucking way. Nope. Uh What's happening then is less and less people are using the subways. So, uh, up terrainian, uh, yeah. on the street, it's becoming more and more congested. So it's creating more and more conflict and the city's taking in less and less money because yeah. they tax that shit for the subway, right? Cause it's oh, subsidized yeah. and that yeah, helps yeah. further fund projects. So now projects can't be funded. So now you have all these like half built, half started Fakakta, like weird. So it is, it is like, it's going back. We're going to be able to see our smut show. We won't even need Doc Brown. No, we just got to wait him out. Just wait him out. It's coming. As soon as next time I'm in New York, I'm going to shed a tear when that subway car comes up and I see horrible graffiti. Oh, all over yeah. the side. None of it's this scratchy like, shit. Real no, yeah, little, like, classic graffiti. I want, I want paint. Again, It's and then it's a thoughtful thing. It, you had to take the time to paint that. You had to crawl up the fence into the train dock yeah. to fucking do it. Oh my god, Meg show. And then this is on top of it. Meg, Meg uh, I can recommend this to people. Uh, it's, ah, uh, fuck. I think if you look it up, you just, like, it's called This Is New York, and it's just people, uh-huh. everybody's got their phone all the time, and if they see something crazy, they film it with their phone, and they post it up mm-hmm. to this Instagram, This Is New York. And, of course, I was like, oh, God. Meg was like, look at this, this Times Square guy got carjacked outside of the New York Times building. Normally, they're not horrific like that. Usually, right. it's like yeah. guy in panties reading the Bible, you know what I mean? Um, right, yeah. But she showed me one today, and I was like, I... The hair on the back of my neck is standing up. That looks so dangerous. It was a guy on the FDR holding on to the back of a metro oh, uh, of a bus. Jesus Christ. Just crunched up to the bus, hand in like the grate on the back, going fucking 55 miles an hour, feet sideways. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> these people drove up next and they're like, holy shit. And they're filming. I was like, and they just drive away. I was like, they needed to drive next to that bus's the window bus. and say stop. Like this guy, I don't know if it, it just looked horrifying. Do you think he picked the wrong bus or did he know what was going on I, in the FDR? I don't know. I have no idea or if it was a prank and he was like, haha, and then was about to jump Uh-oh. off and then it was like a little too quick. My fingers are was, stuck! Right, something like that. Like, because that's, uh, it looked terrifying. Speaking of Martin uh, McFly. Yeah, Dad. It's like, just just walk it. Take just 45 minutes it. and just hoof it. Just, nobody's going to fight you. Just get on when those back doors open. Just get on. Oh, yeah. Just sneak on. Like The bus driver's not going to kick you off. Oh, my God. He'd rather not have manslaughter charges hung around his right, neck. Right, exactly. Just get on the fucking bus. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, speaking of all this shit and, and going back to degenerate, did you know that there is an NFL tradition, uh, one of the famed NFL traditions 
uh, in the city of Buffalo. I I saw a picture and it was like oh. Buffalo keeps their tradition alive, and I like had to zoom in on the picture. And I guess in Buffalo, it's a tradition to throw a big rubber dildo onto the field with like something written on pen. Like one year it was like, suck it, Tom Brady. This year was just like, go Bills. If you're going to take the time to scrawl a message on a dildo, if it is in fact a time-honored Buffalo tradition, put something better than go Bills. I don't know. I think in Bic Pen, go Bills. I don't think it can be better. I think that belongs in a museum, Casey. I They may use tradition very loosely up in Buffalo because... That sounds like one crazy person in the stands. He's like, this is tradition, right? Hey, you got a pen? It goes back. Hey, can I see your dildo? <laughs> Tom Brady said it. Tradition. <laughs> well, Casey, it goes all the way back to the Pan-American expedition in Buffalo mm-hmm. with William McKinley. Right. Of course, he was shot by um, Leon Cholgosh. Um, and then the doctors actually made it worse. Because they didn't have their tools and they just had a dildo that said go Bills on it. And they <laughs> po- poked and prodded in there. Just laid Tried it to right get the bullets. They tried to. <laughs> so they reversed it. They got the creams out of it. It was a Peter North. So they took the creams out of it <laughs> and they held it like they were funneling up, you know, some just Mountain a, Dew trying to suck that bullet an up. Fusion. <laughs> uh, just fill it with. Uh, ah, germs don't exist. Fill it with uh, whiskey. <laughs> Get some whiskey in that wound, which probably would have helped. We've had two American presidents Mm -hmm. get shot, and had it been uh, 50 years later when people believed in sterilization and germ theory, they would have Ronald Reagan'd it, like been recovered. They were not even close to mortal wounds. Not even close. Like fucking James Garfield held on for like three months. And like, wasn't he the one where they had they got Alexander Graham Bell to come in with one of his inventions no, to try that, and like that was William was, McKinley was that McKinley okay Graham Bell was already there electrocuting elephants and he's like <laughs> oh I'll come do it and he was on a fucking I'll electrocute him but they say it was he, he blame in retrospect what did I hear I was listening to um it's called the disappearing spoon it was like a uh, an investigation into scientific fraud or the history of science. It's not all good. There's some negative, like Alexander Graham Bell, like a ton of his stuff. He pitched it. Like speaking of like this Thanos trial where she's like valuating her product mm. early. Cause that's like kind of the world of like technology and tech and innovation mm. is they're like, no, we're good. It's everything's working fine. Even though it's a bald faced lie. Cause you still have this nugget of an idea and you still yeah. need capital to fund it. She went too far in, like, mm. giving people blood tests and being like, hey, your blood looks good, and not doing anything, and they could have cancer and stuff. Like, you're not supposed to give yeah. people that kind of information. But Alexander Graham Bell, like, he had a ton of stuff that was an idea, and we now know works, i.e. the metal detector. But they say in retrospect, even there, he, like, had his metal detector rigged up as a fake. So, like, basically, like... Hey, I'm gonna go when I go over something metal, assistant. You, you know, press this button and make a pedal. You hit the beep. So when they're like, he's doing it, he's conning everybody. And they're like, the president's been shot. Bring your metal detector for a bullet. 
And he's like, yeah. And he goes there. And then he's like, oh, you know what it was? Metal bed. Metal coils. Didn't work. Not me. Hey, you guys want to see my counterfeit machine? (laughs) Right, exactly. Put a $50 bill in. He's such a fucking shyster. But no more shystery than anybody's been. Like, Abraham Lincoln had a, uh, like, a patent for, like, an inflatable system where, like, the boat wouldn't hit the shore. Oh, right. Sack filled with, like, he just blew up hog heads. Hog bladders. Yeah, exactly. He's (laughs) like, give me, get it to the patent office because you don't have to prove anything at the patent office. You just, you know, write something down and be like, they're like, what what does it do? It's like, well, it helps boats float to a dock. Well, it's a good idea, eh? Patented. Just put take her to the office. I'll rubber stamp her for you. I was uh, hearing something. Oh, I got one thing. Do you mind if I I just gonna step out for a sec? Yeah, I got got something that'll work perfectly. All right. So I forgive me if I I spoke about this on the podcast before, but talking about McKinley and Garfield, Mm -hmm. I found this old note, and it was this article, this New York Washington Post article I read, and I was like, this is fucking glorious. Okay. This is the most jerk practice thing in the world. So we got to fire up our forging machines. Okay. Because we got a fucking party to crash. It's this uh, convention. Uh, it's all presidential descendants. <gasps> it's like a party they have. And That's they, like, amazing. Uh, it, like, the, the head of it is, I was like, you can't make this up. This is like a Christopher, the article is so funny and weird. It's very Christopher Guestian. Is the, the head the, of it got, somebody presidential? Some His name is Tweed Roosevelt. He is oh. the great great grandchild of Teddy. Tweed? Tweed. T W E E D. Does anybody understand the oh, I guess Tweed was pre Roosevelt, but if you can understand the irony of naming a Roosevelt yeah. Tweed, a Roosevelt Tweed, yeah. who was sworn in to protect the city versus Tweed, who the used crime boss. the crime, yeah, the crime boss. That's a good Tweed Roosevelt, huh? I'll send you the wow. article. It's so good. It's fun and weird and meandering because they like talk to different descendants that they they get together. It was started by Tweed Roosevelt and like Jerry Garfield, who also is the <laughs> great great grandson of. Garfield, but also somehow related to McKinley as well. Okay. Like it's just like third uncle. Sure. So all Makes of sense. the descriptions are like that. It's so good. Uh, they just get together, have a dinner, and talk about being related to presidents. It's so... It sounds fucking amazing. They give out awards to books about presidents. <laughs> Did you know... <sighs> um. So it's not like I wanted to get this out. So it's not like elitist. It's not like because uh, uh, I would say I would imagine Sasha and Malia are not in attendance. Uh, that one thing they they say there's none of the the hot and there's no hot and heavy names. In That's there. what I was thinking. That's a why lot it's of Monroe's, so perfect. A lot of McKinley's. Uh, Donnie Tweet Monroe. Tweet has not. Put an invitation out to any of the Trumps that was stated in the article. And I was like, you got to take the good with the bad. Sorry. Yeah. I oh, need that's Don Jr. such a in fucking, there. they want to take down the Trump. Everybody's just fucking, 
everybody's fucking high on their hog that even fucking you know leonard quincy adams the 18th can be like yeah but i don't want a trump here no trump anyways here. i forgot to clock out at starbucks <laughs> yeah, right. so it's like no, all it's right. so good because the way it's described is like they and they talk to some of the descendants that have taken up the mantle of for instance they talk to uh grant's uh great great grandson yeah and how he's taken up the mantle of doing the research and he got new york city to like refurbish grant's tomb because it had fell into Ill oh repair. in the bronx yeah um and he did a lot of research into like trying to clear his great great grandfather's good name because he's like everything you know about him is fucking fake and he's like and i was like oh that makes sense and it's sort of like forget the term he uses but he's like to raise uh, that nostalgia for the South. Yeah. You know, like Dukes of Hazard shit. Yeah, that like, bullshit, yeah. They, to mythologize uh, General Lee, he was like, they had to tear down U.S. Grant. They had to make him look like sure. an asshole. Yeah, so right, he's right, a right. Drunk. And a drunk. He's bad at business. He was a terrible president. Yeah, the, it's what's in... So Ron Chernow uh, has written... Uh, he, he wrote... Um, the biography of Alexander Hamilton, which uh, Lee Manuel Miranda would eventually read and, and write oh, Hamilton. Sure. He's an amazing biographer, amazing historian. His most recent work was on U.S. Grant, and it's phenomenal. Ooh. And I read it, and what I love about it is, yes, Grant is an alcoholic, but he's an alcoholic in the most bestest alcoholic aspect in the sense that there's nothing sexy about it. He just couldn't oh, hold yeah. his liquor. Like he never like got drunk and like raised a ruckus and went on a bender. Like he just got drunk and like like he got the rubber legs and he got all so depressed like, the next he's just morning. The, the sad dad drunk at the bar. You're like, I, that guy could have had ten whiskeys or half or of half of a sip. Yeah, because uh, it's the same. And he would only drink. When he missed his wife, so when he's on the road, like he never really drank at home, he'd just get lonely and he'd drink. And what's amazing about it is this is pre technical temperance movement, Mm -hmm. and this is pre like recovery groups. For example, there's not one recovery group, but for example, like Alcoholics Anonymous, what's interesting is a big part of recovery is finding somebody to hold you accountable call him a sponsor that's what you know what i mean is this guy like saw the promise in uh uh u.s grant and basically they made a bond he was like you're an alcoholic i'm not you can do something with your life i'm gonna make sure you don't drink again so he had a fucking guy on his hip who was like hey hey no booze and then they would get in fights if he like he'd hear it through the grapevine back in the day like through Civil War telegraphs to be like, you know, fucking U.S. Grant was putting on a couple the other night, like a week, and he'd fucking gallop his horse to fucking, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Shiloh and give him a fucking earful. <laughs> and he always had, they signed a contract, like, I, prom- I U.S. Grant, promise not to drink, signed by him, I can't think of the other guy's name. He'd fucking gallop in, and, you know, Grant's Here's on his paper. high horse, he's a fucking general. He'd be like, get down here, Ulysses. <laughs> <laughs> Whose signature is that? Whose signature is that? And then they'd forgive each other, and then he'd give him a mustard bath and try and get the <laughs> liquor out of his skin. And, um, 
Oh, oh, the president. You know what's a uh, he just passed away, but it's one of the descendants. You may have heard this because you'd see it on like a quiz or something. You'd be like, no fucking way, but it's way. There was still alive as of I want to say last year, or the year before, a grandson, just grandson of John what? Tyler. Holy shit! Because John Tyler had like 15 kids, but he also fathered his last kid at like the age of like 75 or something. So that's okay. this kid. Gonna say, and then this shit, kid yeah. has 15 kids and he also fathers his last, sires his last child at like 75, right? So then you do All the math right. so and then this guy is now there. like 80 years old and he's still fucking John Tyler's grandson. That is fucking, that blows my fucking hair back. Isn't that wild? Because that's like, how could there be a grandson of a president that was before, like, Lincoln? Well, he before was the Civil John Tyler. Tippecanoe and Tyler, too. Oh, two, he was yeah. a, the first accidental president. His old <laughs> Tippecanoe didn't put a fucking stocking cap on when he had to give that speech. Uh, no, so that article, I'll send it to you. It's it's cool. So we got to forge some papers. I, no, we I'll don't. Be, Anybody is related to somebody. You, you'd always hear that. There was a kid in third that's grade true. who I was like, I guess I believe him because why would you pick that? They're like, you know, I'm uh, my dad's Jerry Ford's fifth cousin. I'm like, we're in fifth grade. OK, <laughs> I was going to say, I guess I, I believe you. I could pull off a Ford or a Bush, a distant Bush. I let's see. Who would I pull off? I'm very Scandinavian. I know he's a racist, but I could probably get away with a Wilson or something. He was sickly, pale. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. A Wilson, Wilson's a good one. Yeah. Because you don't want too sexy of a president. Because no. then that's when they come knocking. But if you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm Woodrow Wilson's great, great nephew. What's interesting. I know he's a racist. Wilson was a sexy president up until like 10 years ago. And then everybody's like. Uh, we that still, we thing. still like this guy, you know, this, this, and this, right? Like, oh yeah. And, and there's a bunch of people that defend him. Everybody wants their side. Like, uh, you know, all this statue discussion, right? Liberals, da da conservatives. But I did hear it was a bunch of people, Democrats that were like, people were that go to, um, Wilson was the president of Princeton University. And right, so a there's teacher, a hall right? named last, after him right. and an auditorium. And they were like, people going to school were like, I don't want to fucking live in Wilson Hall. Like, that guy was a bigot. And then all these, like, oh, it's people Rita Wilson came out. Hall. Yes, yes. <laughs> Rita Wilson, is she there? She's the big name. We got Rita Wilson this She's year. a big get, yeah. She's the bursar. Like, I'm just saying, if you're going to take down General Lee, I think, you know what? In a fisticuff of just racist words, Wilson might put Lee on his back. Oh, he'd knock him down a peg. Wilson's the skinny, mean racist that hangs out at the gas station. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, General Lee's like the burly racist, like from uh, American History X, uh, where he's like driving, singing to a racist cassette, and he's got like overalls. (laughs) But Wilson's like that skinny, skinny, just mean. The things that come out of his mouth, he's usually on a jury. Ugh. Cruel. Like, he's a cruel cruel. He's a cruel man. 
a cruel Lee, like man. you said, is, uh, you're like, yeah, he's, he's like that grandpa where you're like, yeah, he's from another time. Oh, he doesn't yeah. know any better. True, not, not true. Let's say Wilson. Yeah. No. Uh, you're like, did you make up a new racist trope just now in spewing it in my face? Uh, I'm good on my feet. Think on the fly. It just how intense is it as a uh, comeuppance when uh, General Grant signs at Appomattox, the war ends, and he's like, oh, all right. They're like, we're not going to prosecute you. You know, like well, uh, Abraham Lincoln's like, no, just come back in the fold. We had our differences. We'll all move ahead. Um, but also, General Grant, that house of yours, we're going to bury all our Union soldiers in the front in yard, yard, and it's going to become a government building. Right. Did right? He just house that, was that Arlington. Final... Arlington, yeah. Arlington, yeah. yeah. The last screw, he was like, oh, good, after you signed, by the way, you didn't turn it over, <laughs> I get you fucking house. And uh, we're already doing some work on the pool. We're filling it with <laughs> bodies that you killed. Uh, no, it's like in the, in the article, I, the last thing about it I'll say is like it's sort of um, bridged through the arc of uh, Truman's grandson. And he got a first name on that by chance. Clifton. Um, fucking I got to get to this party. I know this is I was like, we fly on the wall. uh we just got to write a book about a president, and then maybe they'll award us the ten grand. Plus one. All right. Nice. Wait, what do you mean ten grand? They give money to president books. <laughs> like, that's just this random, again, this thing is this little breadcrumb journey where you're like, I, my head is still reeling from Tweed Roosevelt telling a story about how he got in trouble at Yale for the dress code. I love it. And they're like, you're a Roosevelt boy. You know better. <laughs> what do you got? His necktie was askew. Bell his bottoms. dad had a pet raccoon under his desk. Yeah. Or great great grandfather. Always had a pistol on his on his arm. Tiffany pistol. Yeah. Um, but they talk so Clifton Truman, and it's just it's just a fascinating story because you're just kind of like, how did this happen? He tells the story about how his parents didn't tell him who his grandfather was okay and he's like 12 and he finds out like oh my grandpa's harry truman like from history class and at, as i'm reading that i'm like oh he must have been dead oh, and then it's like right. no he wasn't what he just tells these stories about his mom his mom is the biggest like midwestern crank of a woman okay like, so they go, as a family, are invited to, uh, when LBJ was sworn in, mm -hmm. as part of, you know, the living, the still living presidents to join them. <laughs> All they did was, like, bitch about the food and how long it was going to take. And I was like, you got it, like, to the point where LBJ was like, don't worry, you're not going to miss the train. <laughs> and, like, there's still, she's like, we gotta go. Just this crank of a woman. It was just so funny. Like that just just hated her dad. I was like, that's a perfect Truman story. His daughter won't even tell him tell him he had, he has a grandson. So he did he ever meet 
and then you I read the story and then later they all hung out because after the JFK assassination was the start of the president's getting secret service. Oh, sure. So he has stories as a kid hanging out with his grandpa and clowning around with the secret service. He, uh, so it's just this weird, you, you, once you try to unpeel the onion, and Clifton is cool, he looks like a hunky Harry Truman, played him in a one-man show. Wow, these descendants are, it sounds like it's the Royal the Tenenbaums. Wa- no, it is. That's It's like a Christopher Guest movie. You're like, this is the fucking weird, like, you guys having dinner, you give out awards. I love that. It's kind of combative, because they have a, a Monroe's great-great-granddaughter gets into a fight with somebody because they're like, I bet you're rich because your grandpa had slaves. And she's like, my grandpa died in poverty. And I was like, is there a heckler? Are you guys, like, Where did that guy come from that's just like attacking James Madison's granddaughter? It's the great-great-great-great-grand-cousin uh, uh, of Aaron Burr. Burr. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's, it's, Gippy it's like Burr. these people. So and yeah, there's no hot one there. We got LBJ's daughter. One of them was there. Well, that's not bad. No Clinton, no Obama, no Bush, no Trump. Carter? Uh, there's a Carter grandkid there, yeah. Or nice. a nephew, I think. So you're saying if you and I were to start a podcast where we interview presidential descendants, we might make it to that party. Get our foot in the door. I like that. I like that a lot. You gotta kiss Tweed Roosevelt's suede shoes. Yeah, I bet you, it sounds like these guys are really attached to that one thing they have, which is that they're great, yeah. great, 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 whatever. So all you gotta do is just sweet talk them. Like, you could be like, I bet if we wrote one of them a letter like, can I have your autograph? <laughs> They'd be yeah. like, well, I'll be down there tomorrow. <laughs> Where do you live? I'll deliver it myself. I'll, I'll get on the back of a Metro City bus. <laughs> because Tweed Roosevelt keeps trying to push people in front of the subway. Yeah, no, it sounds oh, that's cool. Because he I has a story, that. and I was like imagining a teenage Tweed Roosevelt, the same kid who got in trouble at Yale for the dress code. He's like, yeah, I came to terms with it because people come up to me all the time. And tell me facts about my great grandfather, and he's like, for a while I would shoot him down and correct him, and he's like, now that I'm older, I just go, uh huh, because they'll be like, my great great granddad was in the Rough Riders with your great great granddad, and he's like, I don't tell him that's not true anymore, because he's like, everybody's descendant who fought in the Spanish American War says they were Rough Riders, and I'm right. like, it's like, why wouldn't you? It's a sexy. Yeah. What are you gonna say? He was. He was in the reserves, <laughs> the rough reserves, <laughs> the rough reserves. Uh, you know what you just made me think of, and it hasn't been done because you've seen the people in power using their power to cover themselves up. I'm thinking of whatever that weird Clint Eastwood movie was where the president's Gene Hackman and he kills a prostitute and then covers it up. Remember that movie? Oh God! Yes, yes. That made that made the rounds on the old Stars Encore when I was oh yes we young yep. young men. What God, about a in president? The line of fire or something? Yes, that's it. No, that's the one where Clint no, Eastwood the, uh, plays. Is that the one with Malkovich and he has the plastic gun? Well, it's the one where Clint Eastwood 
blames himself for Kennedy's assassination. Oh, right, because he got food poisoning or whatever. Slept in. Slept in that day. And it's actually based on a real guy named Clint, the guy who is the guy who pushed um, Jackie back in the car and got his name was Clint. He was Secret Service for five presidents, and LBJ liked him so much he tried to get him to come with him after he was president. He's like, I want you as my personal guy. I want you to come be my bodyguard at uh, down in Texas. And he's like, You take that job tell, or you pass tell on that? He passed on it, and LBJ never forgave him. Of course. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't tell LBJ nothing. All the LBJ stories nothing. that you have told me and I have read about LBJ, you got, I don't, you can't, like, he pr- he plays a little rough, I yeah. think. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. Um, Even though you're Secret Service, he probably still makes you, like, get him a cherry Coke. And it's like, I'm not your fucking maid, bro. So, this guy has a story. Clint, I can't, I wish I could think of his last name. It doesn't he just matter. wanted a free butler. When he, when LBJ would go down to his ranch in Texas, he would make his Secret Service dress like him down in Texas. And, you know, he had these horrible polyester, like, leisure suits. So he's like, I got something waiting for you, Clint. It's in your room. And then he came out and he's like, Mr. President, that was very nice. He was like, go put it on. Put it. Um, Everybody change, and then it's movie night exactly. down on the uh, BJ Ranch. They had uh, um uh, 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 JFK had movie nights. That's where he would um show you know his pornography. Sh- sh- that was when he would yes, uh, that was his date nights. God, what an asshole, JF- JFK! You lucky tear down bastard that got the spit shine of assassination. Because you were fucking going on dates in the same house that your wife was tucking your children in. Children Do we understand do this? Can we Everybody come knew it. on. Come and on. And half of them worked for him. And he started the Vietnam War. He did. It's on paper. He's fucking. No, he would have stopped it, dude. Exactly. He's the one who sent people there. And then they're like, so what do you have to say? In an interview, what do you have to say about sending envoys to Vietnam? He's like, well, it's their war. They have to fight it. It's like, no, you're sending us. You. What are you saying? Stop back (laughs) talking. Stop talking in circles, Jay. (laughs) Ah. But I'm Belinda, man. Come on. Oh, he did get the spit shine. Big time. Oh, my God. Oh, That's uh, what good looks get you. Donald Trump should pray for a fucking poison <laughs> shrimp, right? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Some asshole liberal that takes it upon himself to do something horrible will fucking memorialize, immorialize, memorialize that guy like nobody's fucking business if that happens. Ooh. Those statues. Gold. Solid gold. Look at what happened with Abraham Lincoln. John Wilkes Booth didn't do that. Yes, he would. Or he would have went on to do something really stupid. He probably would have fucked up Reconstruction in his own right. Or kept abusing his powers. And you'd be like, oh yeah, he he quote unquote ended the Civil War. But then he put in a new statute where he was like, yeah, I freed slaves. But I I also wrote some um, um, amendments so they can't uh, vote. the first peoples of the United States, I will say that. Oh, much, fuck. Which is yeah. often overlooked, but... Big time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I'm listening to a, a, an audiobook. It's, it, there's, it, it's related to that because they go into the history, but if you don't know that Native Americans, the indigenous people of this country, got 
did not get a spit shine. Just got the worst. Just the fucking just worst spit. stick. No shine. Just no spit. shine. Just spit. They got f- just obviously. If you don't know that by now, then you are an idiot. But this is more just about how fucking cool um, basketball is in some of these Native American communities in the Midwest. Uh, they call it res ball. But like just okay. the style of basketball they play is fucking fast and loose. And it's all about like the Hail Mary. Like the play that is oh, practiced okay. the most yeah, yeah. and where it comes from is just that fucking rebound to long pass to layup. Like, so the games are just like, woo, 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 woo. And so That's like nuts. in like Montana and all these places where there's this res ball, they just, these Native American teams who of course, like, do, can you name any Native American players in the NBA or NBA, in, no, no. Cause they don't get, because there's all this talk about no shine like there's all this like um negative uh, uh, negative basically they're like we can't draft native americans because you know this could happen like your style's too ugly to be no it's all cultural it's all cultural bullshit like uh one recruitment asshole was like i i'd like to um um, get scholarships to these kids, but they probably wouldn't stay in college. Like bullshit, like that. Okay. Horrible shit. Um, but the best is I'm listening to like it's telling the story of this team that ends up winning the um, state championship in Montana, uh, and they come back to do it another year. I haven't finished yet, but they're beating all these other teams. They're like they kind of whooped up on them. They're winning like eighty two to nine. Just Holy with this shit. fucking fast basketball, it's amazing. Oh wow, that's fun. That actually, you saying like that, the long hail mary basketball pass, it just reminded me of. So was years ago, I heard a, a little NPR segment, and they were talking to this author of this book, and it was in like the nineteen teens, mm-hmm. and it was about football, and this uh, small Christian. You know, it was the Christian conversion oh, schools. Yep, yeah, they talk about that. So in they were Christianizing. Too. I think it was in Montana somewhere. Probably um, these kids, and part of the academia was sports. So this guy, I think from Chicago, like was called in to be the coach of at this private school, and he taught these kids football. And they ended up it was the same thing. They would play like the white schools around there, and they were just destroying them because he and that team invented the forward pass because they they were were playing like pitching it back before that thick necked like corn fed farm boy teams and that's right at that cusp of when the football was more like rugby sure so it's just the scrum so they were just getting leveled because the kids were were thinner and quicker but they weren't like burly tank children sure sure. so they invented they started doing because they hadn't made a rule for or against it was just a the stylistic play was more akin to like military exercises so it was all just running back you try to push them just push through just advance the line um so he took advantage of the rules not being laid out and would do like ladder they did lateral passes the forward pass like no one had done it I l- because it was like mm, that's that's not how we play the game. But there was no rule against doing it. 
So then they started just kicking the shit out of these teams because they were fast and they could throw and catch. And these teams were caught flat footed because I like these kids are what wide receivers in the NFL are now. That's incredible. And the teams they're playing are literally just linemen. It's just a team of linemen. And I watched football all day yesterday. And that's the first time I've ever heard that. Talk about it's spit, no shine. Nobody is fucking crazy. No, they for invented anything. the modern game of football. And so this guy was like, I wrote this book about these kids because That's it's incredible. like the movie Hoosiers. They're just from fucking middle of nowhere, written off. So when you were telling me that story about the res ball, I was like, history repeating itself. Hoosiers does not have the nicest taste when you go back and watch it now it's and knowing while, knowing something about indiana historically also mm. makes it uh un hoosiers did put a spit shine on indiana as a whole but but basically hoosiers is like because there is an actual uh, book about this guy oscar robertson who is just a god among men in, in the history of basketball incredible basketball player uh from indiana but he talks about how the chapter in this book I was reading it wasn't uh, it was a book about him and other players in Indiana, like they wouldn't allow people of color to play basketball, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And then they ended up segregating it, so they had their own. Uh, they separated it, and so there was a black basketball um, association and a white basketball association, and then anybody that wasn't totally bigoted were like. Uh, they got some really good players. Play. We should integrate it because we we all live in like the same district or whatever. So like different chapters of the Ku Klux Klan, and not that there had to be a lot because it was like basically born the modern Klan in Indiana. Were like we need to make a super team of white basketball players to destroy <laughs> so this like black basketball team. team. That's it is it is one hundred percent. And then, um. Thankfully, these other people prevail. But then, when you watch Hoosiers, you're like, "Where did the where did the little nugget for this movie come about?" Because it's basically a bunch of white people getting pepped up to beat the inner city, quote unquote, right. basketball that's how team. It ends. They go to yeah. the state and have to play a more urban team, and which basically just by uh, process of narrative are villainized. In the movie, so the only people of color you see in that movie right. are bad guys. They're like, we got to take them down. They can dunk. <laughs> right? Yeah, that just makes me think. Did you watch? I watched this movie a, a ton as a kid. It's the like autobiography, the biography movie about Pistol Pete Maravich. Oh yeah, Pistol Pete. Because the crux of that was he was on an integrated team. I think yeah. it's very similar to Hoosiers in the fact that the. The urban team is played as the heel. Right. And they're like good at, they have afros and they play a little bit dirty. That's, so as you're telling me that, I'm remembering this movie and I was like, same thing. Yeah, they just made this little white guy superhero. He f- could fucking play. But that's he neither here nor there. But yeah. then that that's it though. Like, So the innovators of the sport, which happen to be African-American people of color, mm-hmm. They're villainized because of the shine of yeah. who was controlling, you know, Is there a baseball making... movie that has that similar, like where the, you know, the Negro League team 
is thrust into the spotlight as the like the, what we're talking about these basketball movies there isn't is there i don't think so like there should be because who's that guy josh uh he's just clearly the greatest baseball player of all time if you look at his stats and everything he did and he played the same time as babe ruth josh oh, i can't think of his name uh, I was going to uh, – talking about exactly this, though. Did you know that when they started allowing um, African-American players to play in college, they outlawed the dunk? I did not know that. They outlawed the dunk. So Only makes it sexier then. Right. Ooh, right. Well, they were just trying to get people suspended off of teams. I guess if you're going to – if you're going to run your, your Nazi Ubermensch team – those guys can't dunk. Make dunking outlawed. Anyone dunks, you're, that's how you whittle those teams down. I am going to force Oath Keepers to watch nothing but 1930s white basketball games until <laughs> they like renounce it. their racism. They'll be like, you know what? <laughs> it's like Clockwork Orange. You yes. got to get the eyes open with exactly. the drops. I can't. They have to go up a ladder oh. to get in the peach basket. Just <laughs> We're idiots. Just pass cut out the bottom. Minutes straight. <laughs> pass, 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 pass. Long pass, short pass. Oh, God. Take a shot. <laughs> the, the end score is six to two. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. This is a horrible country we're coming from. I am uh, not doing so great on my... Uh, I was I was laughing up slash crying about this. We were talking about you know going to eat a little healthier for the New Year's. What oh about yeah, yeah, a little yeah. over two weeks. I was I like to get up in the middle of the night and if there's cookies, I'll eat cookies and have a nice little glass of milk, a little something mm-hmm. sweet, a little something satiating. Get that. So we didn't have any milk, so I just took cookies, water, and I dipped them in butter. I ate like five cookies. It's cream based. It all comes from the same place. So, and I just, you know, and of course I got yelled at for like, what happened to this stick of butter? Because I didn't even, I didn't what spread it. Cookies? I just fucking just dunked. Like it's chipped in? Yes, that was it. <laughs> so I'm not doing, not doing great. You took a hard yeah. swerve on those resolutions. Yeah. And you I'm can gonna eat better. No, I'm actually going to eat cookies with butter on them. I'm going to eat something nobody's ever eaten. I'm going to surprise <laughs> you with new foods. <laughs> New food Ooh, combination. Combination. Try that cookie. It's better with butter. It's not a fucking <laughs> muffin, and nobody even <laughs> eats butter on their muffins anymore. I'm just saying, add a little fat, cuts the sweet. You need to get help. Just, just go. You back need to you. And start you over. need a sponsor like U.S. Grant. <laughs> a food sponsor. <laughs> I need a food sponsor. That's not fair because I think that right that there might on, be a thing uh, for people. I don't want to shame right there people on a with horse. food sponsors. But if you're eating butter with cookies, maybe. Ooh, ice cream sandwich with butter, though. Just a couple cookies, nice, thick. (laughs) A pad, just a pad of butter. butter. Ugh. Yeah, not doing great. How are your New Year's reses going? They'll they'll even out now that we're officially done with traveling. Yeah, that's true. Things settle down. I'm supposed to be in Disney right now, but... Oh, no shit. Yeah, we couldn't we couldn't justify being Disney's already a petri dish, but it's yeah. literally the peak of whatever whatever this is right now, Omicron. Just the peak of 
the latest version of everything. Yeah, that's what kind of what we we were gonna go to a hockey game before Christmas, but we're like, why would we go to an arena with people just to get sick? Yeah, I don't want to, and I don't want to be an alarmist. I just don't even want to be the little level of sick people are. Just, I mean, like half of the staff of where I work, yeah, all got COVID while we were gone for Christmas. Everybody, like they just yeah. closed. They were like, that's yeah, just closed two days. Yeah, I, I mean, and you know, I, I've obviously been affected by a lot of people that have seen getting it or da 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 da. Mm-hmm. It's like I hope people are well, but luckily. Most of the people in my vicinity that get it are actually vaxxed, and it's just a breakthrough yeah. case. But they're also getting it the same. They're also, and this isn't across the board, don't want to be a roganite here, but they're getting sick the way you would get sick if you still caught the flu after a flu shot. It sucks, yeah. but oh, yeah, you're not yeah. going to the hospital. That being said, I'm sure you're in the same boat with oh, Harvey. Yeah, it's just you don't you want know. to feel fucking gross. Yeah. It's gross I enough weather-wise. Exactly, just be, yeah. Just a bump on a log. Yeah. So, but, yeah, no Disney, unfortunately. Are you guys going to reschedule, or are you just uh, just going to wait it out? Yeah, we should, since the worst part of it is talking it up to your kid and then being like, <laughs> sorry. Luckily, she, I guess, is a better child than I ever was, because I would be oh, if you got ripping my promise? parents out, their eyes out of their heads as they slept. She was just like, all right. I guess I'm gonna. I screamed my throat hoarse when I wasn't allowed to see Home Alone because I was promised, and they're like, "If it's sold out, we can't go." And I just fucking I just threw a fit. Like it's fucking Home Alone. It's not Disney World, so I can't. Yeah, my parents good almost for, called the Rudy. pastor because of the way I acted when they wouldn't let me see Dick Tracy because it got too late. <laughs> oh, that's right, because your brother went without you. They, I still like get like like my son hot is possessed with how much I probably did permanent damage to my prostate with how strained I did was <laughs> I just read like I I can see you know it has to be a crazy fit because I can still see my dad's face being like what the fuck and I know like, that as it, a parent now like that whole what emotion the fuck is it's going on right anger now? to fear to like yeah no that look. That would do it for me, too. Just like that concern. Like, I'm mad at you because of the way you're acting, but now I'm mad at worried the universe. And now I'm going to be even madder (laughs) if I have to take you to the doctor. And now I'm going to get in a fight with my wife. (laughs) Right. Uh Oh, because Harvey gets Harvey gets bullheaded, too, sometimes. And we're just always like, yeah, okay, Well, yeah. It's better Push. than you screaming in my face. I know, I know. It's sometimes I'm I'm getting much much better. Be like, is this the hill I'm going to die on right now? I don't yeah. think so. I'm not well, good. Mm-mm. I'll change the movie. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. I don't need to watch my thing right now. I'm going to go take a nap. <laughs> I uh, I've noticed that. Uh, oh, I suppose we're uh, another. Um, I got a really good hip-hop name for you. And it's kind of tragic, because I only heard of it because this person was um, tragically murdered. Um, but you told me a hip-hop name, and I, and actually, I think he, it, he was actually murdered, too. It was like Nipsey Hussle. Yes, and I was like, yeah, wow, yeah. these artist names are getting wild. Uh, this guy's name is um, 
Wavy Navy Poo. That's a choice. That's good, right? Wavy Navy Poo. Yeah, I'm just looking down my list. I I wish I should edit that because I got nothing other than say like, hear this funny funny guy's name that got a murdered in a drive by with uh, his kids in the car. (laughs) Wavy Navy Poo. Like, hey, you don't know that fucking culture, but I mean something way more important than you're saying. Cut it out. Go back to cookies with butter. Rewind. Take it easy, Wilson. Oh, really? That guy with cookies and butter has a uh, this guy's got has judgment? a uh, funneled uh, uh, a tunnel vision take on other cultures. Real surprising. <laughs> he sure knows a lot about uh, Ku Klux Klan basketball in Indiana <laughs> and uh, uh, Western military history. Read a book on China, you fucking. Ignorant bastards. They're on the ascension. Uh, Wise up, bro. Sorry, what were you saying? Oh, no, I was just like like the wavy navy poo. Like, I was just thinking, you know, it's like an old man thing. It's like, back in my day, rappers had tough guy names. Now they're silly. Like, let's see, old uh, hip hopsters and you got Notorious B.I.G. You got got Tupac Shakur, Ice Cube, Ice T. I'm sure somebody our age back then was like, hey, go put, why don't you go rap in an ice cold drink, ice cube? It's like, fucking, who are these idiots? <laughs> go ice play your boring white guy basketball. Go play, go have a cup of iced coffee. What does that mean? <laughs> I'm racist. <laughs> That's what that means. <laughs> Jerk practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. Well, I guess we can leave on on a high note. Yeah, please. Because I am sure you're caught up. How about oh, that fucking Boba fuck. Fett show? Let's get into it. Uh, to answer your question as concisely as possible, it's my favorite thing I've ever seen in the Star Wars universe. Oh, easily. Easily. And what I love is that Ashley loves it. Like, Mm -hmm. that's how good it is. Because if I had to describe it, I'd be like, there's no fucking way people will like this show. Two insults. There's a whole episode that's a train heist, and it's Tusken Raider culture. Oh, it's so good. So good. I will say... Go ahead. Oh, no, and I was just like, every time they just give you another Colonel Breadcrumb, like, Danny Trejo is a Rancor handler. Fuck, how good And I was, was like, that? how can you keep doing this? They are truly... Somebody went back in time and peeked in the window, and I must have thought it was an alien, and saw me <laughs> reading and pausing Return of the Jedi and going, what is that? And then looking in my Star Wars dictionary and going, uh, 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 Mos Espa or whatever, you know, like, and because when the huts showed up, I was like, fuck yeah. I, I, it's a whole group of a villainous, gross family. The twins showed up and then that fucking Rancor and and he's like, I'm going to ride this. And if I, if we were at the lunch table. And I was like, okay, so in the show, it's about Boba Fett, the most deadliest bounty hunter in all the galaxy, and he rides a rancor like a horse, 
You're like, easy on the do, bro. Yeah. Like, cool your jets. No, and you know how I like that, that game Shadowrun? And they have technical bionics <laughs> hooked into their body. Like, it's just like so fun and silly and just enjoyable. The only criticism I'd have... So I love... They got I an lo- evil Wookiee. Like they got oh. evil Chewbacca. Oh, he's so strong. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, it was giddy with like, you get to watch a Wookiee actually fight. Fucking fight. And they're buddies. Uh, Boba Fett yeah. is the coolest guy ever. When he yeah. fucking... So yeah, obviously spoilers. I can... You know that. But I will say... I love the patina on everything, as you would expect, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, being on Tatooine. But I will say the his new um, hires that have, like, cyber technology droid yeah. parts, their motor, their, their mopeds were too clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too clean. It, it took me back to a little bit of that Lucas shine that he put on the prequels. Yeah, but if like that, that's a, me a going, diner. I can't like every part of a Star Wars thing, can I? I can't <laughs> like everything. <laughs> then I wouldn't be a true nerd. Star Wars fan. I wouldn't be truly cantankerous. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, that show's great. I mean, I just love they cut saying. to the fucking chase and shit's just happening. Like, I love the stuff with the huts. They show up you go, <gasps> and then they're, they're like, gone. yeah, no, fuck it. We're gone. Peace out. Yeah. I was like, they just resolved that whole storyline and it's fucking just moving yeah that fucking rancor gift man yeah i I don't have any and they're just fucking they're just just laying out the pieces laying out that puzzle turning all the pieces over making sure they're on the front side they're starting to put the corners where they need to go finding the edge pieces and we're just about ready to see it all did i see brian pusain in an episode too he was in mandalorian I feel like he was in this one too, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, he's in like the first scene of Mandalorian. Yeah, he yeah. Gets maybe eaten that's by right. some sea creature. That's right. Because he's driving the taxi. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I get it mixed up. I think no, I saw him in a trailer for the Wedding Singer or something. Anytime you can get Stephen Root to wear oh, space, maybe leathers. that's what I'm thinking of. Fucking love that. She's such a piece of shit. Stephen Root doesn't. First of all. His just general, he's like a gold bloom. Like, he doesn't necessarily change his affect or his character that much, yet no. he fits in every situation perfectly. Yeah. Perfectly. Oh, yeah. He's, like, he's amazing in Barry. Like, he's yes. fantastic. Yeah. And, and it's, it's just a little root. Just a slight two tweak. Or three degrees from the space water crook that, that plays in both I effects. love that shit. Fucking water, water war. Water credits. All right, man. Well, we love Boba Fett, and there's nothing you can do about it. No, there's not.